Set down your sleepy water and your Mr. Whistle. Take off that raincoat and grab a cold beer. It's time to have a real talk about pediatric dentistry. You're listening to Bruise and Tiny Teeth, the unfiltered pediatric dentistry podcast. What's up, Bruise and Tiny Teeth fam? It's your boy Casey Getz checking in. Uh, I've got a little bit of a different episode for you uh, today. A um, couple little housekeeping things. Wanted to just keep everybody in the loop on you know the status of these Tuesday episodes. Uh, I still try my best to get them out every Tuesday, and most of the time, I'm able to do that. Um, but occasionally, you know, trying to spit out an episode every week and still keep it pretty quality can be kind of challenging. So, uh, as a heads up, there may be a Tuesday every once in a while where I don't get an episode out. Um, you know, I, I don't want to go to like once a month or once every other week. Cause I feel like I can do more than that, but sometimes once a week's a little challenging. So, um, not going anywhere, but I know occasionally I've, I've missed a couple Tuesdays in the past month or two. And I just want to keep everybody uh, posted that, um, I do my best to kind of stay on top of it, but occasionally if it's a really busy week, I don't quite get one out in time. So, um, so there's that, uh, today's episode is definitely a little bit different. Um, I was back in Iowa city for a continuing uh, continuing education, pediatric dentistry alumni event, uh, which was a really good time. And uh, a bunch of my co-residents came back and ran into a lot of familiar faces, uh, was kind of um, catching up with old colleagues in pediatric dentists. And uh, myself and some of my co-residents were all together one evening, and we were just kind of talking talking pediatric dentistry. And I said, hey, let's just make this an episode. So I busted out my phone and hit the record button. So it's not very scripted. There's not really a fancy intro, and there's definitely not a fancy uh, outro to this episode. Mostly, um, uh, you know, at, at the at the end, we started talking a lot about the Amish and got down a deep rabbit hole. So I kind of just I, I kind of cut it at the end a bit randomly just to not lose people at the end. But uh, there's a good half hour, forty minutes of of really good, just kind of funny content and freestyle material that I think you guys will appreciate just because it's what it sounds like when the rest of us get to, together around our old co-residents and talk about what we do every day. So uh, hopefully you guys like this one. Um, you know, keep the feedback rolling. I've got um, some cool ideas and some good some good guests lined up uh, in the future here. And uh, I'll keep doing my best to pump out some some good content for you guys. So um, in this episode, you've got we've got myself, Dr. Bryce Evans. Uh, Bryce uh, worked for corporate for a few years and then uh, bought out and is kind of overhauling an old pediatric dentistry office in Iowa City, and he's crushing it there. Dr. Nate Green is an associate in Denver, Colorado. He's uh, both, both of these guys have been on the podcast before. Uh, Nate is really fast and uh, a, a very speedy clinician. That's kind of where he excels is thinking of ways to do things faster. So we talk about that. And then Dr. Uh, Christina Gratz, um, is the owner of Good to Grow uh, Dental Center Pediatric Dentistry uh, in Indiana that she talks a little bit about. So her and her husband, Ryan, um, are awesome, and they bought out and kind of overhauled a practice and rebranded and, and have, have done kind of a buyout that way. So all three good co-residents uh, that, that came back and did this episode. So hopefully you guys enjoy, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, guys. This is Dr. Pesoric. So he allows parents back in the operatory, but he will have the parents sign a contract. 
that says, hey, I'm gonna agree to these rules to be in the operatory during treatment. So one is I'm going to agree to use kiddo terminology. I'm not gonna be like, we only use like, we don't lie to our children. Like we're cool with Mr. Bumpy, we're cool with Mr. Whistle, blah, blah, blah. We're not gonna be like, that's a shot and all that stuff that parents do. <laughs> um, so you're gonna agree to use kiddo terminology. The other thing they agree to is to be a silent observer. So they're not gonna talk, they can hold hands, they can rub legs, they can do blah, 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 but they agree to be silent. And if they're not silent, then you go, hey, remember the agreement? They go, oh yeah, sorry, right? And if they go, what agreement? Then they're like, oh, let's remind you about the rules, right? And then they bring out the thing again. Um, and then I think the third part of the agreement is if for some reason their kiddo's not cooperating, they agree to leave the operatory. Mm. So those are the three main agreements. They sign to that before they start operative treatment and when they do that. And then if they're there and one of those three things needs to happen, they go, hey, remember, we're going to be quiet. Or, mm. oh, it's time to leave. They've already agreed to follow the rules. Mm. So if there's a breach of contract, then they, who, who's enforcing? So it's up to the dentist to be like, oh, we remember we said to be quiet. Oh, okay. oh yeah, okay. hey, I see, I see. they're And how often time do the parents... Leave happily leave the operatory. Exactly. That's the thing where you have to like have a little backbone. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's that time. Time to leave. You, out. you said you would do this. You know, I've never like have been, I don't know, I don't have enough of a spine to be like, I need you to leave. I'm normally like, you know, mom, like we're doing fine here. Like you can go take the little junior and the four other kids that are being shits over there and go out to the <laughs> waiting room and like play on the iPads. And they never take me up on it. They're like, no, we're good. I'm like, it wasn't oh, really, that was like, I never, I don't, <laughs> wasn't really allow siblings. I don't allow siblings in no. the back. And I don't, um, if like we already know that it's like a, a very dramatic eight-year-old little girl or whatever. I'd be like, okay, you can come and get them started. And then y'all got to go. Then you leave. Have you ever been working before? Well, you guys don't allow siblings in, but have you ever maybe had some siblings back and you're working and you're really hyper-focused and all of a sudden, like the little sibling is standing right next to you, like looking in the kid's mouth with you. <laughs> no, <laughs> like right next to you, like, what are you doing? <laughs> my favorite is I wear those like uh, dance go. They're like hard clogs or whatever. And they will yes. literally stand on top of my shoe. Oh, like a step. So they can yeah, see yeah. better. What's going on? What I'm doing. What's, going, what's like, happening, guys? I'm like, well, oh this was God. a regular shoe. That would be uncomfortable. But this is a hard clog. I'm like, okay, time to stand yeah. back. <laughs> I encourage that for profies. Yeah. And for profies, I don't mind it. Profies is cool. Behavior. They call it modeling. Yeah, modeling. modeling. Yeah, for profies, Sports I don't mind it. For, for treatment, I'm like. Treatment, I'm like, no, you're not no. even coming in the room. You're not even in the room. I won't come you in can the room. Make, you can make it so it's a win-win for, for both of those kids, though, because if the one kid is standing there and it's looking in its sibling's mouth, then you can start saying, oh, do you see the blue magic paint? You know, the edge uh, that I yeah. got on the, on the teeth. And if the one kid who's standing there watching the thing, watching the sibling is looking at it going, oh yeah, that's really, really cool. Then the kid's getting the treatment done. The kid's like, oh, this must be really awesome. Yeah, I'll be a good helper now, yeah. You just straight up Tom Sawyer these kids all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so like, Elsa, Elsa, Elsa or Anna <laughs> Yeah. Well, the other thing I don't allow parents back for anymore, I did have parents back for when we first opened, is extractions. I'm mm. just like, during the extraction itself, I'm just going to have you step out. It's not going to take very long, but we've had issues where 
parents can't handle the red or trials get upset and I can't focus on two things at once. So just those few mm. two minutes, I'm going to step out and then you can come right back in. My favorite's when you're doing like an extraction of like D through G and you've got the kid to knee to knee and the parents trying to be supportive, like holding the kid's hand and you're like trying to pluck out those four incisors and you hear the parent like, you're doing great, buddy. You got it. And the kid's losing their mind and you look up and the parent's like staring up, <laughs> yeah. like way, up yeah. way up behind them, like clearly not watching because they're going to... The blood doesn't sit well or whatever. Yeah. Well, how do you handle yeah. a parent who doesn't want to leave? We just ask, have to ask them a couple of times. Yeah, and then they and I just up. wait and I just wait until they're gone, so they know I'm not going to move forward until they leave. Very rarely, I'll let the parents stay. Like if they say like, "Oh yeah, I'm a nurse," I'll be like, "Okay, you can handle some blood." Um, but even then, nurses are like, they're the worst patients. I don't know if you've ever heard nurses. They are. Like, they're terrible. Actual patients are really horrible. horrible. They're like, oh, freaking out. For or they say they're stuff. a nurse, but really they're like a nurse's aide in like, like a, a, CNA a, a, or a, something. in a nursing yeah. home. They like, make the appointment. Yeah, you really, like, you're not involved here. <laughs> yeah. So very rarely if it's like going well and the parent does seem okay, I will allow them to stay. But that's super rare. But I do, I do have the papoose in it. If it's a D or G extraction, I'll be like. You strap them down? God, I haven't used I a don't. papoose in a hot minute. I haven't used a papoose since residency. Do you have one in your office? A uh, previous provider had one for an infant, and it is tucked away behind a closet that nobody could get to oh, if yeah. they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. I, use, I actually use yeah. the papoose a lot more than expected, and part of it is just parent expectations. I would say I have parents that are far more comfortable with papoose than I am, <laughs> where they're like, we could just get it done. I'm like, just because you don't want to miss work doesn't mean Johnny has to suffer. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that's not cool with me. <laughs> but for like one-year-olds, for phrenectomies, Ooh, phrenectomies and stuff like that, yeah. I'm like, you can't be in here, parent. Like, you just can't. It's not worth it to you. It's not worth it to Johnny. You're just going to be out of the room. It's like literally 30 seconds. <laughs> I bought a set of swaddles for phrenectomies that works great for like the little babies and stuff yeah. that I do. Yeah. And, and the same it's for like, phrenectomies. I always um, have parents out of the room for For those. sure, yeah. They, they, I've never had a parent interject on a phrenectomy though. Like... You know, like separating's always been pretty easy. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, this is gonna take me 30 seconds, but like, I, it's very precise where I got to do this incision at. And if you're standing over my shoulder, ask me a question or distract me, like I might miss or I might move or something. I need my focus here. And parents are like, yeah, like that's never an issue with. I've always, I've had, like. I've had one or two parents to be like, I can, I can stay in here, and they'll be like, I don't think so. And I've the the two times I allowed the parents to stay in. Everybody regretted that decision. Yeah. <laughs> I regretted that decision. The child regretted that decision. The parent regretted that decision. And we're like, let's not do it. But you ever have them leave though? And then it's like, then you're just all of a sudden, like the assistant takes the parent away. And then it's just you and this like newborn baby. That's the size of a Subway sandwich sitting there. And you're <laughs> just like, it's kind of a weird feeling. Like, <laughs> this parent really trusts me here to not screw this up. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I've had, speaking of the papoose, I've had, uh, a few African families come in where it, they, the kids really do come, they come into the office in a papoose on the, mm. on mom's back. Oh, like, nice. Like mom throws the, the wrap over and yeah. ties them up. And, and I've had a few times where I've been doing like the knee to knee stuff like extractions or uh, one time I was doing some fillings uh, with, even with the slow speed and then, you know, put some composite in there in the knee to knee position with the mom having the papoose off of her back, but around the child, and then in our knee-to-knee -knee position. 
Oh, like a, that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. A, so kids all cocooned up. Like, yeah, yeah. Really but move. the kid, but the kid is so used to it. Cause that, that's how the kid's everyday existence is mm-hmm. like living oh, in the wow. papoose on mom's back. But then when mom takes the kid off the back in the papoose and then puts her, puts the on kid the on the kid's lap and then lays that kid in my lap too. And then he need, need a knee position. Then you can do whatever you want because the kids are super comfortable with comfortable. it. Mm. As an outsider, do you guys worry at all about controversy around the papoose? I don't know. I think I think it just depends yeah. on the parent. Like it's always a parent decision. You know what I mean? So I always say like we can start here, and if it's not working, that's See, what it's here just for safety. And if you're not cool with it, if as long as we're in a place where we can stop, we'll stop. And if it's a place where we can't stop, I got to get to a of a safe completion point mm-hmm. but it's always a parent's choice and like i said the parents in my area they are way more comfortable with the than i am most of the time it's often soothing from what i've seen yeah and a lot of kids are really happy with it and they do pretty well or we're pretty minimal like a lot of times i'm just using the bracelets yeah. Right. And it's just like, we just like, I'm on the nitrous and I feel floaty and I just need, you can't keep my hands down. I'm like, okay, hands need to be by your side <laughs> for just a few minutes. Let's put on our bracelets. Um, and it works out pretty well. And so as long as the parents are cool with it and they know what's going on, it's fine. And if they're not cool with it, then that's okay. Uh, we can move to knee to knee. We can move to other things, but I find that I'm that everybody's a little more comfortable with the papoose a lot of times. I straight up jujitsu like a fourteen year old special needs chick like six months ago because I didn't have a papoose. Casey, you got to think about that sentence you just said. I straight <laughs> up jujitsu. There was nothing factually inaccurate about that. <laughs> but I told the parents I'm like, and I thought they were gonna help me because she's like clearly like severely autistic, but. They're like, yeah, she keeps banging her head against the wall. Like she, I think we think her mouth Maybe is hurting that's her. that's why her mouth hurts. She's like, yeah, right? Yeah. She's like, she keeps hitting her face and hitting her head. And like, we think maybe she has an abscess. Like she hasn't been to the dentist for 10 years. I'm like, well, okay. So I was like, well, we're just got to hold her down and take a look. Like she's not going to like it. And she's sitting in the corner and like the parents didn't lift a finger. They're like, okay, go ahead. I'm like, okay. So... I like tried to coax her into the chair and that didn't work. But then at that point I was like, I will, I'm not going to take no for an answer. So then I try to get behind her head while I'm standing and looking and then hands kind of come up and then it's like a half headlock moves to a full headlock and then a half Nelson. And then she takes me to the floor and I legitimately had my legs. I was like behind her and I had my legs up over her waist, like crisscrossed and I had her and we rolled back into like a back control position And like, and I'm like sweating and panting and my loops got knocked off and like, nobody helped me. <laughs> I was like by myself. You were Is wearing, anybody surprised? You were wearing your loops through. I was, I, and what's worse is I, sh- I, dude, I shit you not. I rolled from my, my open bay. Like we started an open bay chair. By the time I got done, I'm literally in the hallway next to my front desk, like in the main traffic of corridor, corridor traffic. And. I checked out her teeth. I'm like, well, our teeth look fine, so we can roll that out. You're free to go, Malia. Yeah, no, I was like, no, your teeth are fine. I don't see any abscesses. They look beautiful. This is miraculous. And, and the parents are like, all right, thanks. And that was by far the hardest exam I've ever had to do. See, I, that's why I have a papoose. A papoose, yeah. Because a papoose would been way easier. I got done. I was like, God, I wish I had a papoose for that one. That was hard. That was difficult. But I didn't lose a finger. That was good. 
And like residency, did I tell you like in residency, I, I had the like, same thing. Is that about, like the patient that gave me the black eye? Oh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Oh, yeah. Okay, right. remind me on because I need yeah. to know the story. That's a good story. It's the twins. I won't it's the, twi- the twins. Yeah, it's the twins. So they're the, the twin special needs patients that are blind. Severe. Severely autistic. Very special. And it was, he was, it was 16 year old. Big kids. Big kids. And they had self injurious behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so they wore a helmet. Hockey mask. And like they would keep their hands in their, Mm -hmm. in their shirts Mm -hmm. so that they like, Kind of like a they suit jacket, but so that their hands were kept in their yeah, shirts. kept yeah. in their shirts, so they wouldn't be oh. out to hit themselves. And so we would have them get their hands out so they could get in the papoose. Mm. And we had we put the patient in the papoose. He did really great. He just like laid right into it, no big deal. We took up took out the helmet, and we were we did the whole exam. He did a really great job, and did the toothbrush trophy, blah blah blah, flossed all the things. And he went to get up, and as he was getting up and the dad was putting on the helmet, he was kind of wobbly getting up, and so we were like helping him. I was holding him from behind, and then he started self-injuring. He started hitting himself like really hard in the face. And I was like, whoa, let's not do that. So I'm standing behind him. He's like maybe an inch or two taller than me, and I'm holding his two hands, and then all of a sudden he just whacks his head back. And it must have sounded horrible because everybody looked at me like, how the hell are you still standing? Mm. <laughs> he headbutted me. He headbutted me. And it was like hard. hard. Yeah. And it was hard. And it, like I said, it must have sounded horrible because everyone was like, holy crap, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, put his helmet on. <laughs> so I'm holding his arms. Dad puts his helmet on. We get back and I the next day. No, no, no. Be, I meant me. <laughs> Protect me. No, no. I like, put his helmet on so I can let go. And so they put his his helmet on. We get him out, and the next day he had hit like right above here. That's what cracked. And right like, above your eyebrow. Right above my eyebrow. And I had this huge black eye. I remember it's the only black eye I've too. ever had in my whole life. Yeah. I've never gotten a bite until right then. Well, it sounds like. <laughs> You need to learn some of Casey's jujitsu skills. (laughs) That wouldn't have happened if you had good jujitsu skills. See, what I learned is sometimes you just don't need to see that patient. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? It's an important thing to learn. It is. I was like, you know what? Some patients are just not. It's just not, you can't, you can't help everybody and that's okay. Yeah. I got, uh, like at CDD at our special needs clinic, I didn't, never got a black eye, but a similar one. I had a 14 year old girl who was spe- severe, silly special needs, nonverbal autistic, the whole nine yards, like still used a pacifier, like open jet that you could fly a plane through, you know, she's mm-hmm. still like aggressive pacifier sucker. Well, we get her in the papoose board and all is good. And I'm like, all right, I got to take your binky out to a 14 year old. So I pull this binky out and I go to like put my finger into like fish hook and pull her cheek back. Like, like, and I'm pretty good at like not being in the danger zone. And she like intentionally turns and bites my finger and like bites it hard. And like, I felt it like a crack, like hard. Oh, ow. And I pull my finger out and I'm ow. And, and I kind of paused and I like, okay, I just finished the exam and I, I went really fast and I got done and the mom is standing there and I like, Ow, and I pulled my glove off and like my nail was cracked and blood was like coming down my finger and the mom was like not empathetic like she was like oh 
Okay. That doesn't look, look, you, look good. You should have done that. Should have yeah. done that. Just like no recognition that I just took one for no the team here. No regard for that. Her, yeah. Her daughter, so I'm like sitting there washing it off. I stick the binky back in and I send her on her way. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> Mom was probably like, welcome to my world. Yeah, yeah probably. Like, like this, yeah. Is I, this is my life full time. It's here. like, this is, this is why you so hard to brush that girl's teeth. I don't want to hear any complaining about how her hygiene is. Yeah. You get spoiled though. Like when you do that in residency all day and then like, you know. You go to the kids that we normally see, and it's like those kids are pretty easy compared to a lot of the ones that we saw. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Compared to the CDD kids. What are some of the worst things you've seen or the hardest things to deal with? Oh, jeez. And I'm asking Parents. everybody this. Parents. Parents are. Oh, that's what. So I had a parent come in, was it maybe a month ago? And she's like, I think, I think my child is a mouth breather. What can you tell me about mouth taping? Hmm? And I was like, what? repeat, repeat that, please. What were you saying? It's like mouth taping. And I was like, I have never heard of this before. Like, please explain in detail what you're talking about. And she's like, well, so, you know, if kids are mouth breathers, you're supposed to put tape over their mouth while they go to sleep to ensure they breathe through their nose. Is this a real pretty thing? Pretty sound logic yeah. there, right? Yeah. yeah. And like, there's all this research about the benefits of, of, you know, breathing through your nose. And I was like, there is not a lot of evidence about the benefits of taping your mouth, your child's mouth closed while they're sleeping. Because mm. not all children's nasal passages are fully developed and they might not be able to breathe that well <laughs> through their nose. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, there's no real good evidence that this is truly effective and your kids are super uncooperative so there's no way they're not going to just rip that tape right off right now. <laughs> you know so i would recommend it for your children so i put like a thing onto ipedo and i was like has anybody heard of this and everyone's response was like for the parents yeah, <laughs> can right. we put this on the parents <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well uh no but some people say, like, yeah, they, they do that for their children or they use it for themselves at nighttime. And I was fascinated. I was like, I, never I, need, heard of that. I need to try this. Uh, I, I, told, I asked my dental anesthesiologist about it. He's like, you can take some tape if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have surgical tape at home. So I will I'll have to report back. <laughs> Bryce, have you had any at your new practice, like, being a more established practice, I feel like older patients that have been there forever. Have you had any crazies in there really lately? Not so much. Mm. <laughs> in what regards? I don't know. Just like difficult parents. I feel like I never get any updates on like any like the crazy, cray cray the, cra I mean, the crazy ones. That was the first thing ones. you said was the parents. So yeah, you said so. So you something has come to line. Yes, I did. I just think I got into pediatric dentistry initially so I didn't have to deal with adults and parents and that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I love interacting with the kiddos, however the parents can be challenging. And as accommodating as we may try to be, we cannot always please the parents and that is, I feel like, by far the most difficult challenge day in and day out. Um, parents' expectations with the challenges of OR and sedation seem to be extremely difficult. Um, there's only so much we can offer in office. We can't raise a magic wand to make their cavities go away. I didn't put their cavities there. And so some of my treatment modalities are limited as far as 
what their expectations. Bryce, I was expecting a juicy shit talking no. story. And you're <laughs> with being very political right now. Oh, I was like, are you are I, running for office? I, uh, <laughs> no, we've had some adult no, I, had a, I had a mom with a funny t-shirt on a couple days ago that said, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to go get high. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the shirt said? Yeah, like pot leaves all over it. <laughs> Have you gotten Only in one? Colorado. Have you gotten him to tell some of his favorite didn't, didn't, kids didn't stories? Didn't you say you had a mom yeah. that tried to, like, hit on you? Wasn't that you we talked to oh, about that? Oh, when isn't or, like, that him? <laughs> there's been a few. A couple of those? Yeah. I feel like recently yeah, you said one. I don't know. There's been a few of those. The funnier stuff is when the, the shit that the kids have said, though. <laughs> uh, if I if I told this one to you before, just okay. tell it. I'm sure you haven't told it on this. Yeah. One time there, there was chubby kid. I think I, I did tell the. <laughs> oh no! Continue, please. Chub, there's okay. We had a chubby kid in the office. He was six years old, and he had, we put the bib on, you know, like you do for a propy. And he, he he's got his sunglasses on, you know. Pretty chubby six-year-old kid. Wipes his hands up and down his yeah. body. <laughs> and he, and looks, then he says, looks down this bib that's been taped around his neck and he goes, are we having ribs? I tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I love that story. <laughs> told that one a zillion times. I love it though. It's so funny. One of my favorites that I hear from him is that he gets a kid in a chair and he's like, bounce into the music and it's some old song and this kid goes oh, this is one of my favorite songs it's by the oldies well i told i told my brother the story so this little four-year-old girl she's super cute she has her mini mouse shoes her mini mouse pants her mini mouse shirt her mini mouse bow and i go in oh, do you like mini mouse and she looks at me for a second and just you sound like Minnie Mouse. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. Obviously, you like Minnie Mouse. So, thank you. <laughs> yes, I do sound like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, straight to the heart. I had one. I had a kid this the kid this week. This little five or six year old kid, and and his mom was like, you know how moms do this sometimes? They'll be like, you know. He just told me recently that he he wants to be a dentist. He you know he wants to be a dentist, and I was like, oh you do you know you play that super year. Oh you do what do you you know uh, that's amazing uh, that's awesome you know why you want to... <laughs> it's like I want to be rich. <laughs> We should have him talk to a dentist's wife one day. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of it. It's part of it. <laughs> I had a little girl shush me all the way through, like, like uh, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. She's already watched it so many times. I was, like, trying to explain to her how to breathe through the nose, and she kept taking her finger up and putting it on my lips, like, shh. <laughs> and stick it up, shh. And I'd be like, okay, I was, shh. <laughs> I'm trying to watch she the movie. She was shushing me with her finger because <laughs> I was guy. talking over her movie. Quiet like, quiet, stop. And she was really naughty the whole time we did the op too. So like, she needed to hear these instructions. <laughs> I had a, a kid, speaking of kids grabbing your your hand and with the, the finger one time, I had this little like three year old kid, four year old kid, numbed him up. I had to do some some work on the mandible. So, you know, you got to test for numbness, right? <laughs> So <laughs> I was like, I was like, does, does, it, does it feel weird? Does it, does, it, does it feel funny? And he goes, he looked at like, looks up at me like real deadpan. 
like this, like this. And then he, he grabs my my hand, he grabs my hand, and he rubs my finger on his cheek, and he's like, he's like, see how weird it feels? Like, <laughs> he didn't say that, but that's what he was getting at. He couldn't like, understand like, that you didn't feel numb just because you were numb. He's like, yes, it feels weird. See how weird it is? See? <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. God, it's like every time you have a good one like that, you got a kid that's just terrible, though. Yeah, that's real. Well, you haven't told us any of your horror stories. I don't know. I got bit by. I just feel like I have kids that are just straight up naughty. And like, I I was doing a lot of voice control for a while, but I feel like I feel like it's not as effective. And I don't. Know Casey, give well. us your best voice. I control. want to hear. Oh yeah, let's hear some good. Look Casey me in the myself. eye and give me some voice. I can't control. pretend that you're being yeah. naughty. Dad <laughs> voice. What? You can totally pretend that you can't being naughty. I gotta. <laughs> okay, because you don't really have to pretend. I've gotta get. No, I've got to get my Jesus. Don't Christ. even pretend. I've got to get myself in like a headspace. So I think I'm gonna that pretend. I can put you in that headspace. I'm gonna pretend I've to. got a kid. Yeah. So normally mine's more reflexive. Like I don't start mm. and go to like a voice control right off the bat, where mm-hmm. it's like you're gonna sit there. Like I normally, it's like we're friends until you give me a reason not to be friends. Yeah. But like normally, I use voice control if a kid, like if I'm starting to give local or do something, and a kid makes a sudden, out of nowhere, fast movement to start grabbing and pulling at stuff, that genuinely pisses me off. It's so like we've been friends we're being good and like i'm telling like i'm gonna give you some sleepy water and like it might taste really funny you might feel my fingernail scratching on your cheek and i'm like talking and making a joke and then like doing it and all of a sudden the kid ah, 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 and grabs and starts pulling at nitrous like hey that's enough like nope what did i tell you hands go right there on your belly i don't want to see that again like and then they start making noise like no you're gonna wake no, the babies up no, you're gonna wake the babies no. up there's that's a daycare no, next door that's how you do it i've heard you do it before again i thought we were friends <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> That's Dang. false. You? No. What? I mean, I thought we were friends. Oh, Jesus Christ. That sounds like Hulk when I do it. I just get so loud. That's Bane. Oh, Bane. Oh, wow. No. Oh, that's, I that's not voice control. That's voice control. That was. No, I just get stern and a little bit louder and then, like, you know. See, see I do the whisper. Oh, yeah, you I do. like the whisper. Okay. I Give me an example. Too. I like the whisper. So they, like, yeah, start, like, losing their minds and yelling. I get down real yeah, close right in their to ear. their ear. Like, this is way too loud. I do that, too. You yeah. are eight years old. We do not need to be this noisy. There are three-year-olds right next door. Yes. We need to calm it down right now. <clears throat> I'm going to pull back. <clears throat> We're going to get this done, and you're not going to be this noisy ever again. What yeah, does your whisper sound thing. like? Oh, and I, I always do the same thing wait, too. Wait, wait, wait. Once your Bryce's whisper. And then once they start being then like, see, now we can go really fast. Yeah. You're doing great. And you I, can do I, this. Good job. And I always say that there's a three-year-old next, next I door. Say, yeah. And like legit, they're almost 90% of the time is. I'm not lying. I'm only lying 10% of the time. Not a lie. Give me a whisper. Give me a whisper. So I'm a little bit different approach. I typically still am a softy, even when I start to get stern or give direction. And so I'm like, we're almost over. You don't need to scream. We're gonna count to five. And then we're gonna start washing out those sugar bugs. My nails a little too long? Uh-huh. Okay, I'm gonna start cutting them. We're gonna start cutting those fingernails. See, I still like Nate's technique that is never my fault. It's always the sugar bug's fault. Those. Those darn my, my, sugar bugs, so they're sugar bothering bugs. you. I'm pushing those sugar bugs so they can't yeah, bother the you problem, anymore. The problem is, yeah. if they have multiple ops, 
I've had patients come back and, and say, I don't want you to smush the sugar bug this time. And I'm like, shit. And I was like, Solution. well, the Solution. Eliminate the multiple ups. Just do it all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> do all eight teeth in one initial visit. That's my plan. My, uh, my old boss, Show me his, his behavior Speed management ways. thing. Hall Brown, baby. That's <laughs> well, how I know. you I'm, do I'm, it. I'm about that. Just... I get, uh, so what I like to do is I'll do like, okay, we need to do a traditional op on one quad, but we need, but we could do hall crowns on the other three. Sweet. We can get all done. We'll just get all done at one time. So I'm going to numb up while I will we'll, at the diagnosis up, we're putting in the separators. And then when they come back, I'm gonna nub the one quad while I'm doing oh, a bunch of exams. My assistant is pulling out the separators, doing all the hall crowns, and then I come back and prep and get the one quad done. So it's all getting done at one time, but I'm only doing one traditional mm. op. I see what you're saying. I do that a lot. I do that a lot. So we can still get all done at one time, but we I only have to numb up and drill and fill and traditional op at one quad. <laughs> My old boss, I was was gonna add his behavior management technique because he looked like a just like an old gangster, and he was you know I don't know very intimidating guy. He threatened to call the cops on the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you do, if you knew Doctor Dennis, he was like this little Puerto Rican guy, but he really super nice. But like like if you didn't know him, you know he's just like can be really intimidating. And if the kid starts crying, and acting up like, hey man, he's Puerto Rican. He's got this like, you know, like like you could be a drug smuggler or something. Like hey, listen, like you're gonna keep acting like that. I'm gonna call the cops on you. <laughs> the police are gonna come here, and like they're not gonna be very happy when they come and hear what you've been doing here. And these kids, their eyes get all wide, like oh no, I'm gonna call the cops on me. And then they're like perfect the rest of the time. Like that's genius. <laughs> I am a kid that totally would have fell for that. I would have been like, oh God. Oh, oh. I'd be like, yeah, you should call them. They'll come rescue me. <laughs> That's what I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could be the other kid. <laughs> oh, there was like a, a, a somebody at the dental school that their big thing was like, they threatened to take a kid's shoe and it was like really effective. Like, if you keep acting like that, I'm going to take your shoe and you're not going to get it back. And hit them with it? No, no, like, they just, like, nope, I'm taking your shoe and you're not getting, like, if I'm going to count it. If you don't improve, like, um, you're not, you're losing your shoe. And kid be like, what? And they keep acting, like, nope. And they go, like, pull the kid's shoe off and put it up, like, high somewhere. It's really weird. I don't know. I haven't seen this done in person. But then they say, like, you're not getting the shoe back until we get this done. And the kid, I think, is just like, well, I can't leave if I just have one well, shoe on. And so the kid eventually just, like, starts behaving because they need their shoe back or That's something. That's a gorgeous idea. I remember when I was a kid that, and I'm aging myself, but Punky Brewster shoes were the most popular thing in the whole wide world. I get Punky Brewster shoes for Christmas and for my birthday, and I don't know what other holidays, Easter or whatever. The hell is whatever. a punky Brewster shoe? You're too You're effing young. But, but anyway, <laughs> I understand the attachment to the shoe, and if somebody had been like, I'm going to take your punky Brewster shoe away, I probably would have been like, take my teeth instead. Everything would have been okay. Mm. I got in trouble for my staff. I Like, my, my um, what do you call uh, morale built, not... Um, when, rapport builder with the kid, I almost always find like a clothing item to like comment on. Like, yeah. dude, I love your your Hulk t-shirt or like Minecraft. I hate Minecraft, but like, <laughs> you know, but you find something to comment on. The stupid video game. Is it Minecraft or Fortnite? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
PJ Mask. I love. Oh PJ man, Mask. I don't fucking know. Who's who your PJ favorite per- PJ Mask? Gecko, Owlet, I think we need to come back to teeth because I'm even bored. We're we're, uh, we're out there. Wait, where was I going with exactly. that? Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah. I like sometimes my staff will find me saying things that like I don't realize are a bad idea to say, and they like called me out on this this was a long time ago. But I was like, you know, I always comment on the kids like the shoes or they're wearing Hey Dudes or their charms and their Crocs or something oh, yeah. to like break the ice. But like some kids like in Troy, Missouri, like have shoes with like giant holes in them and like they look like Nate's shoe here. Where there's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. the big toe sticks I up. married a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like I'll come in like, oh man, like those shoes are looking pretty like not – it's like how would I wear it? Like man, you look like you've like worn out those shoes you're due for a new pair or something. But like I just make a joke out of it as we're talking. And like I think one of my staff members like, you know, Dr. K, like you should – just keep a heads up. Like some of these parents probably can't actually buy like new shoes. I was like, ah, oh, you're such a jerk. I know. I like didn't think so. I don't make the comment on like buying better shoes. Same like, like I like the Croc charms though. The, that's great. That's a Pizza. good one to go to. Oh my god, you like Ooh, pepperoni? Croc, We're pals. Croc charms are, charms are, Croc charms are the best. Literally just got the logo ordered with Croc charms. <gasps> no, your penguin so logo as a Croc yeah. charm. Oh, that's so cool, Ryan. So what a good Mom idea. That's amazing. Is it so it's a little penguin you can stick in a crock? Yes. That's <gasps> awesome. So now we're off as the I need to look at this. Mm-hmm. Both this the patients genius. and staff yeah. both love That's really genius. Crocs and croc charms. Croc charms. I know, because I thought like our staff mostly loves uh bad bunny charms. See, because I always thought like, oh man, you got crocs. Have you given up on life? You know what I mean? Like have you ever seen a croc? <laughs> They're cool. But now the new They're croc cool. the new crocs are super cute. They're actually. cool now. I so don't I believe like, you. No, mm. some of them are actually not really cute. They are like for too little cute. kids. They're cute. and for little cute. They're super. If you're like a twenty-eight year old man, for, even okay, for no. like, the new kids, because you can add, you can add and then delete and then re-add little terms. Yeah, yeah. kids love them. I you just know, I've never been less interested in in shoes. And now I'm it's a big deal if more you're a kid. interested in teeth than I am in it's shoes. It's a big deal is, if no, you're no, a kid. No, no, because I totally agree with you. Because when I, like, my, my assistant, she's like, oh, yeah, I got this new pair of shoes for the clinic. They're Crocs. And I was like, oh, Rebecca, I didn't know you gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you gave up on being cute. Uh, you're so beautiful. And she's like, no, no, they're actually adorable. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm. And then she brought them and I was like, oh, actually, those are really cute. So, like... <laughs> They're not that bad, I promise. I feel like my, my Troy community, <laughs> Troy, uh, Missouri's got like a very distinct look. Like you go in, the kids got like uh, like a, um, who's that country? A Morgan Wallen type style mullet. Isn't that country? You know, like 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 <laughs> yeah. the full mullet with like a flat bill hat up front. And then the mullets they, are coming back with huge, the Huge, huge. Oh my goodness. And then like shorts know, with like, oh, no, 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 get out of here. A mullet. <laughs> you look great. Party in the back. You know what I found too is if you ask the kids, if you see a kid that's got an obvious mullet and you ask him, what kind of haircut do you have? They'll they'll know. They'll say mullet. <laughs> They're proud of it. <laughs> yeah, they know. I make a, a, a lot of comments on hair too. The rat tails are coming one. back. But too. do you still yeah, say business true. in the front, party in the back? No. Is that how we still describe mullets? No, mullets be in the, the appropriate description of a mullet. It's the way that it is. It's the appropriate. So what? Do you, how do but it's not. It? I don't describe it. I'm just like, oh, dude, I love your haircut flow. I like, I love yeah. the flow, man. This looks is good. It like a and then I say, did you? I was like, did you cut this or did mom cut this or? And they say, oh no, my mom took me and then I always say the same shit I say oh I started really? cutting my own hair during COVID making fun of mullets is so early 2000s you have to accept that I'm already learning to you not make ex- fun of you for cutting your you own have, hair you have to accept mullets I make fun of kids yeah mullets, mullets are back now. they are totally They're back in. Mullets, mullets are people just like everybody else 
<laughs> Nate cuts his hair like 17 times a week and always turns around and goes, Lily, how's the back look? And I used to go, um, there's obviously like a shag carpet up here and then buzzed right here and I'm going to try to fix it. And then lately I've just gone, it's great, babe. It's great. It's the appropriate response. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then he's like, cool, thanks. Oh, so we're going back to um, the, the croc charms. I was going to comment that I just ordered like 5,000 tattoos of our office logo for the treasure box. Because nice. like kids like get really into tattoos. And I was yeah. noticing that like they'll, stickers, they'll take the tattoos. But the problem with stickers is they'll stick it on all your shit in the waiting room and like oh, the yeah. walls mm-hmm. and the chairs and things. But uh, like we got these farm tattoos and the kids are putting them all over themselves. So we got these Quiver Creek tattoos. And like, how much is it for a specialty? Uh, it's a couple hundred bucks, and it's like you order them in Mega Bulk. A bajillion. Yeah, and they're not like huge, but literally, like one kid, I like walk out, and like it was like a family of six, and he like went to the bathroom, he came out, and he had a Quiver Creek <laughs> tattooed on his forehead, like for everybody. It's like that's perfect marketing. He's just gonna walk around for three days with that on there. I feel like <laughs> this is a secret logo. you should not be just giving away. Oh no, people can use that one. Get that's the awesome. tattoo. I like that. It's a, I like a cool that. one. Yeah, you got to get some tats. I for think the I office. know those pretty. Sweet. Man, so. You got to get some penguin pediatric I, dentistry I tattoos. Think this Whenever I see the kids, uh, when the kids come in with, uh, with 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 fake tats, you know, like the little the little kids, like four or five year olds, I'll say, "You got tattoos?" And they'll be like, "They'll be like, yeah." yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Did it hurt?" And they'll be like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I know how brave and strong. Just pounding their tiny little. You must tats. be really tough. Give them a, give them a fist pound or something. Yeah. <laughs> piece of cake for you dude those are the best personalities (laughs) like the little funky like four-year-old dudes that are just like chill like that Mm -hmm. oh man the best the best patient personalities for the kids that i have found are the kids that come from uh the third world Hmm. when you get those kids that come in because they've been through all the shit you know who knows what it took whether what it took for them to get to to the u.s to where they are now, but they got a you know mouthful of care or whatever. Those kids will sit through anything mm-hmm. because it's nothing compared to the, you know, all the refugee camps or all of the, you know, the the, the travel or whatever it's been that they've had to do to get to where they are now. But those kids will sit through anything. And that's also a testament to the parents. Yeah. yeah. True. It's like the Amish kids. Kind of similar, Probably but they're kind of like same thing. Where like, except they're like don't have much personality. They're really quiet because yeah. I think they just don't get to See, talk. I thought just that. I thought that like my experience in Iowa is like all Amish kids are good kids, and then where I'm at now, we get the full spectrum of behaviors. With you my get some Amish naughty kids. Amish kids. Oh yeah, yeah. We've taken several Amish kids to GA. You know what's funny? So I give this Amish discount, like a ridiculous Amish discount because they don't come to the dentist otherwise. So I do like cleaning profi exam fluoride, the whole nine yards, like 20 bucks a piece. So it's like 80 bucks and they get a whole first like appointment. So it's like my way of getting them in the door to see what's going on. Right. And then I give them like 20% discount because they always pay cash or like a check. Amish discount seems like a derogatory term. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, are you allowed to say this about Amish people or is it okay because they can't hear it? Oh, that's a valid point. They're not. No, no, I'm just joking. No, but so, so no. I made like a, I made like a flyer that like talked about my services and like how I like, you know, I'm trying to improve the oral healthcare of the Amish community. And this is my discount. Handed it all out. Well, it started like all the normal Amish in like our community were taking us up on that, like coming in, and then like all of a sudden, like now I have like 
like not even real Amish, but like kind of half-ass Mennonite people from like two hours away, like come oh. all the way in. Where it's like the guy drove in in his truck, but they like wear overalls and like the girls kind of wear like a not even a bonnet, but like half a dress or something. They only wear half a dress. Sexy. You know what I'm saying though? Like they're not Amish attire, but like they're wearing like bib overalls and like the women have like skirts on it or like you know some sort of well because i think it's interesting like in iowa the amish attire is is a little more strict like the women like they pretty much only wear black or whatever Mm -hmm. in indiana they can wear colors and so it's hard to tell the mennonite from the amish Mm, because the little girls can wear well what is the the difference do you know the difference well are you expected to as a doctor well, there's definitely differences in cultural, like, in their norms. And, like, every, so for the Amish, like, every, they have, like, their each little community and their elders decide what's okay. Right. So some communities you can use electricity or you can have a cell phone and some communities you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you can only have gas. You can only have this. So it's really, it's super interesting because, like, we were looking at doing, like, solar panels at the office or whatever. And, like, oh, yeah, we have a lot of Amish that do solar panels because solar panels are cool, but being on the grid is not. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> uh, it's just, like, nuances of the rules of their mm-hmm. each community. Mm-hmm. And so some of those families, like, especially where, we're, where I'm at, are really well off. Right? They're really doing just fine. And so they'll come in and they have their own like Amish discount plan and we're a part of that. So you get to decide as an office, if you have this plan, will that like authorize you to a discount within our practice? And so it's like 15% or something. And so they can come in like, hey, you accept our plan. That means they get a 15% discount and they can bring their card. It's like their insurance card or whatever. So it works out pretty well. I'm smiling because we're talking to Amish. A couple months ago, I had an Amish family come to the practice, and the the they asked to use my copier, like the printer, to make a bunch of copies. Like really nice family. Yeah. And so my friend is like, sure. And she brought us cookies as like an exchange for it. So yeah. she gave us like a sheet, and we made like 50 photocopies of this. Well, they like we it left like one of the copies in the copier, like spit one out at the end so we could see what it was. And it was a printout of like uh, insurance claims for all the Amish. Like, like they have like an insurance policy. They self-insure basically like the whole, mm-hmm. like a big, like nationwide Amish. They've got a huge pool of money where they all chip into it. Oh, and like okay, in an emergency, yeah. like if something big happens, they can tap into that to pay mm-hmm. for. And it was like mm-hmm. a list of all the claims that they had had for that year. So I don't know why she needed all this info, but, it, but reading like the reasons that the Amish have to like cash in on these like insurance plan is like hilarious like the reasons like 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 one of them like a you know the 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 horse like broke out through its pasture and got into the neighbor's you actually field get to and read went, these? went lame yeah. or something <laughs> the best one on that list was uh an amish that some amish group had an emu and it jumped on somebody's car and scratched the shit out of their car <laughs> so they had to pay for a new paint on a car <laughs> it's like ridiculous an emu no. What about a llama? Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? Emu's a bird and llama's, llama's a <laughs> oh. mammal. Mam- mammals have mammalian glands. Basically, it's mammary glands. Mam- okay. yeah. So what's the difference between an emu and an ostrich? Thanks for listening to the Bruise and Tiny Teeth podcast. Be sure to DM our host, Casey Getz, on social media with any listener questions, comments, or tough clinical situations. We'll see you next week for another unfiltered episode.